0: Welcome to Cromwell Listens, the podcast about town for May 13th, 2020. This is James Dimitriades. And this is James Nealand. Today we continue our series speaking with local officials during this time of COVID-19. We are joined today by State Representative Christy Carpino. Christy, welcome to Cromwell Listens.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me today.
0: Now, to begin with, can you tell our listeners what exactly is a state representative?
1: Good question. Here in Connecticut, our state representatives are technically our lawmakers. We represent about 24,000 folks, and we uh, are the voice of our constituents, our friends, and our neighbors in Hartford. We draft policy, we debate policy, we vote on laws, um, go to Hartford, have the ability and the privilege to to be the voice for our constituents. But the other hat we wear, and, and some would argue a, a, an even more important one, is we really are the voice or an advocate for our town. So whether it's helping different community groups, interfacing facing with uh, different needs and organizations in our district, we have the ability, at least here in Cromwell, of making connections in the community to, to better the entire community as a whole.
0: Thank you. Making connections with folks, very important. Now, uh, you represent uh, Cromwell and Portland, and how do you balance the interests and the voices and the concerns of both those communities?
1: I am fortunate. Cromwell and Portland have been both very open and honest in their communications with me since I began. The best way I have found to balance both sets of tones is really just to listen. It's to reach out to the different organizations. Again, the community members, the public, talk about the different issues that we're addressing and understand how the community members feel about it. My job is to have their voices heard. And the only way I can do that is understanding what they want, why they want it, what would be detrimental to those communities. So it's really having your your feet on the ground and your ear to the ground in order to help make the best decisions for your community.
0: Thank you. Now, you're currently serving your five-year term as state representative, and uh, what drew you to the position?
1: To make it sound as though it was so long ago, um, <laughs> Sorry. I chuckle because time goes fast. Um, so this is the end of my fifth term, and I ran. I ran because I I had something to offer my communities. I wanted to offer the perspective of the average individual. At the time, I, I had a two-year-old. Uh, was you know, had only been married a few years, living in town, balancing home ownership, working for a living, uh, raising a family, and, and wanting to communicate with my friends and neighbors. And then taking it a step further, wanting to help be their voice and to help improve my community. So I ran for no other reason than wanting to better my community. It sounds a bit simplistic, but it's it's true. Everybody has a a part to play in bettering their communities, and I thought my particular skill set could help my friends and neighbors uh, at the state. For the last few years, I have been so very fortunate that they have agreed and, and sent me to Hartford to be their voice.
0: Thank you. And that's it. everybody wants to do right by their community, and that's wonderful. And uh, you currently serve as the Republican House Caucus Chair. Now, what is that like? What does that job entail, Christy?
1: It is a vague title.
0: Hmm.
1: I can tell you what I have made it. Um, I see it as, as twofold, and I've taken both both of the portions of the role equally as serious the first part of the role is really looking at policy as a whole. You have 151 state representatives in Hartford, and, and regardless of, of the side of the aisle they sit in or the community they represent, I truly believe everybody out there is there for the same reason. We're all trying to do what's best for our community. Right. But our communities are very different across the state. And sometimes there is a balance. What, what is good for the state? Might not always um, be the first thing that comes to mind for your communities. So, being the caucus chair and having a few years of experience and and sitting on some of the bigger committees over the years, one of my tasks is to to truly try to work with a small group of folks to look at policies as a whole Mm -hmm. and to really try and look at the big picture, which is an interesting perspective sometimes. Because, as I indicated, different communities need different things, and. We're a small state, but we're a very diverse state. So it's mm-hmm. really trying to do our best to balance. And the other part is, chair role, is helping individual members really be the most effective at their job of being a state rep. Is really giving guidance and suggestions is how they can interact with different parts of state government, with different parts of their community and organizations across the to be the most effective voice for their community. There's a lot going on at the Capitol. There's a lot going on um, in our communities. Even before this COVID-19 decided to to surprise us with its ills. Yeah. But everybody has the ability on a daily basis to speak up for their community, to make connections. And as the caucus chair, I've taken on that role very seriously and gone out of my way to, to help members really utilize, particularly junior ones. There's a there's a lot once you get to Hartford. It's like any uh, other new job. There's a lot to learn and very quickly. But making sure folks know what resources are out there and the connections to be made, all with the same goal. And it's to, to do the best for the community that they can.
0: And that's it. You're right. I think regardless of where on the spectrum one falls, everybody wants to do right by their community. Everybody wants to do best and make sure that we basically, whether it's uh, local, regional, national, to do what's right. And uh, I can can hear that passion in you and that's very admirable. Now, on the topic of COVID-19, we're experiencing this unparalleled change, disruptions in our community, our state, the nation. Now, what has the state legislature done to address the current COVID-19 crisis? It has
1: been difficult as you may uh, have heard we are too large a group to meet safely. You right. can't have 151 folks uh, in very close quarters for prolonged periods of time. So we are not meeting uh, physically. But I can tell you, I'm sh- I'll am i speak for myself, and I-, I doubt you'll find another state rep um, to differ with me right now. We are all working just as hard, if not harder, right now. Uh, I was in uh, Hartford the other day just making sure that nobody had sent me snail mail because I didn't want to miss anything. It's talking to constituents uh, for hours every day. It's mm-hmm. answering questions for businesses. It's being an effective communicator, but yet making sure that it is this and current information getting into the hands of our businesses, into the hands of our nonprofits, uh, and all of the residents or communities to make sure That they understand the resources available to us. They understand the new confines we're working in so that they have the most available uh, resources and public health measures at their fingertips so they can make the best decisions for themselves and their families. Folks are scared. People are scared about different things. Some are uh, concerned about their health. Some are concerned um, about their livelihood. Most are concerned about both, and how are they going to take care of their family. So it's in the past where we've spent our days working on many things, uh, the last couple of months has seen us all focusing on on COVID-19, our response uh, at the state level, as well as what we're doing on a local level.
0: Thank you. Now, you and your colleagues recently co-signed a letter to Governor Lamont expressing concerns regarding the response to COVID-19. Now, can you elaborate on the letter and what your ongoing concerns are?
1: Absolutely. I I don't envy Governor Lamont. I think he has made the best decisions he can with the information available to him. Mm -hmm. This is such a careful balance right now, and and I appreciate his leadership. My concerns in that letter by my colleagues are transparency and utilizing all the resources available. We are a co-equal branch of government in the General Assembly, and the governor put together a, a, a group of individuals in his reopen reopened Connecticut advisory group, and my letter very um, pointedly made mention of the fact that there are no elected officials on that group. There's not a member of either party the General Assembly on that group, and the very foundation of our country is representation. You represent the people in your communities, and there's a very esteemed group of folks on that working group. Uh, they all have very unique and worthwhile perspectives. But my concern is, none of them are accountable to the people of Connecticut? None of them are elected officials that answer to the people that are their friends, are their neighbors, are their businesses in the community. And furthermore, the General Assembly, we're the ones on the ground. We're talking to the businesses every day. We're interfacing with every business and community member that reaches out to us, that has a question, that has a concern, who has a suggestion. And we're a resource to the governor, and I think we should be utilized. Particularly as we move forward, COVID nineteen isn't going away quickly. No. We're going to have lasting effects here to the way we operate our schools, to the way our businesses operate, mm-hmm. to the of our state as a whole. And I strongly suggested to the governor that he utilize the 151 House members in that regard. Nobody's got the corner on the market on good ideas. So my polite suggestion was that he utilize it. My other concern was the makeup of that group doesn't represent Main Street America. I don't see a local business on there. I don't see an individual that represents folks with disabilities. I don't see a school-aged parent on that group, just as examples. I don't see a member uh, of one of our nursing home staffs on there. That's my concern. It's the transparency of not having elected officials who owe a sense of obligation to the electorate and the makeup. Not having the little businesses, the parents, the members of our community who are the most impacted on on his working group.
0: Representative Carpino, on the topic of small businesses in our state and the larger uh, 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 area nationally, what uh, advice or insight do you have for those who may be hurting within our community?
1: Well, small businesses, particularly here, have always been the backbone of our community. They're the ones who have stepped up to help the towns or nonprofits or our little leagues our scouts and, and even our residents who are going through tough times. So now they need our help. My message is really to all of your listeners, now is the time we, as as the average individual, need to step up. Now is the time where we need to buy the gift cards, to go out of our way to support the local businesses, to perhaps delay a purchase that we can make today online and and wait a little bit longer so that we can go down to our local store and buy it. We need to help the local businesses who have been there for us for years. Mm -hmm. To our local businesses, I, I... can't imagine the fear and the challenges they're going through. I'm hearing from many of them every day, so I've spoken to a lot of them. Hang in there. We're here for you. This is a scary time, but I don't, I have to tell you, I don't pretend to know any business better than a business owner. Our business owners are not only resilient, they're creative. And as, there, as the governor allows them to reopen, I have no doubt that our businesses here in town are going to find a creative way to make it work. And it's our obligation as residents to help those businesses. So we'll get through this together. I don't imagine it's easy. Um, I know it's a little scary, but I think as long as nobody gives up, I think we'll get there in time.
0: Thank you, and I love your idea about Maybe postponing that online purchase and maybe going downtown to Main Street or, you know, uh local restaurant. In other words, do something locally. I love that idea. Maybe, you know, maybe let's. that's not the time for the big guys. Let's focus right now on doing things at home. I really like that. And I have
1: to tell you, for some of us um, who don't cook at home much, um, <laughs> this is just another opportunity to... To get a lot of takeout and
0: support our local businesses. I totally agree. We've been doing that here. And it's a, and it's nice to see a lot of Asian places reopening. I'm a big Asian food fan. But I do love your idea of let's keep it local, keep it within our community. And uh, Christy, can you tell us, kind of uh, 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 change the topic here, can you tell what is the Unsung Heroes of the Week? What is that all about? I'll be honest with you. There,
1: There's a lot going wrong in the world right now. Um, but there's a lot going right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe it's because I'm so ingrained in our community that I had a chance to see a lot of it: neighbors helping neighbors, uh, businesses helping other businesses, uh, and strangers helping folks they don't even know. And I really thought it's important to highlight that right now. There's it is. There's so many things that are scary, they're unsettling. So I thought it was important to go out of out of my way and help the community see. Some of the positives that are happening, some of the amazing stories, the heartwarming stories of regular people, of local businesses, of groups taking this opportunity to help, to maybe sh- sh- spread a little sunlight, a little sunshine, do their part to make you know the world a bit of a better place. So I wanted to highlight that. So I decided that I would ask the community to tell me maybe some stories I don't know. And share them publicly. So for the last few weeks, I've been getting nominations and taking a a little video with my my junior press team, you can only imagine, Mm -hmm. um, here at home. And sharing that with uh, social media and making sure that we recognize and maybe a public thank you to the people out in the community who are going above and beyond and truly looking for no recognition. But I think they, they deserve to be commended for their positive.
0: Can you talk about how somebody can, uh, how, how can a person go about submitting uh, to you, say, a candidate for a hero, an unsung hero of the week? And um, can you talk about some of the heroes you have been highlighting?
1: I would love to, but I'm just, if this is a ploy for me to release to you early, who so <laughs> I'm going to... Uh, Share later this week. Oh, this is, um, oh, this I will is like not sp- do it.
0: Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Spoiler um, alert. Spoiler alert. Okay. <laughs>
1: yes, yes. No spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> there's some amazing folks I'm going to highlight this week. I'll leave it at that. and you, you can watch Friday morning. Um,
0: That's great. It's really
1: simple. I'm trying to make things easy for folks. There's a lot going on right now. So I want to make it as simple as possible. Folks can email me at the Capitol. Folks can send a private message to my, my state rep uh, Facebook page, you know, at Rep Carpino. They they call me at home. Um, they could text me I mean really any any way they'd like. It, I've gotten most of them um, via email and sometimes I've, you know I've just called someone for some additional details. but we've had mask makers, um, a delivery individual, a delivery man, um, a local um, small business who's been going out of their way, a health care provider really unique and different ways where people are making a positive impact
0: now you said friday where can folks is this on social media is it on where can folks see this christy
1: so i have a state rep facebook page it is not fancy it is a state rep christy Carpina. and i release them every friday morning Mm -hmm. and they are um, public so anyone who would like to share them please do so this is this is about getting recognition For folks who are going out of their way, Um, telephone, email, private message. If they see me with my mask at the grocery store from six feet away, they're welcome to tell (laughs) me in person.
0: Um,
1: This is about recognizing people doing good things in our community.
0: Excellent. Now, what are, as in your career as state rep, what are some of the things or a piece of legislation, any accomplishment? you are the most proud of that's a tough question. And you can be as detail, you can, detailed as whatever whatever comes to you. Like what what would you say if you look back into the five years, you're most proud of something?
1: So the one thing that I think I'm most proud of in in a in a larger picture is I have made the connection between so many constituents and information that they need. Many times folks are reaching out to me, and and that's the beauty of being a rep for a couple of years. Folks are very, very open to just calling, writing, you know, stopping me when they could on the street or at the grocery store or or soccer game with the kids. And when they need help, they have no hesitation in, in asking me for help, to make a connection, to help solve a problem, to get them information. And I'm very proud of that fact, that I have been a face a name a real live person that serves as a connection to government for individuals as far as legislation a couple of years ago i had um the privilege of actually being the house chair on a bipartisan committee it was called the pri committee and we had the ability to really get into all different subject matters and i took the initiative to Really take a hard look at how things were being run at our um, our veterans' home in Rocky Hill. So it wasn't in my district, mm-hmm. but it was a state. It's our statewide residential home for some of our neediest veterans, and 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 I heard that maybe we could do things a bit better there, um, generically said. And I took the initiative to really take a hard look at how things were being done and what our opportunities were to improve it. And, and follow that from start to finish, from hearings to walking the floor to talking to the residents that live there. And we really, when all is said and done, we're able to pass legislation and policies to make it a better place for those who live there and to strengthen the programs for our veterans. And I don't care what part of the state you live in, those veterans deserve all the support we can give them. Absolutely. They truly belong to us as a state. That is probably one of the things I'm most proud of as an individual. We put together a bipartisan budget a couple of years ago, and that was difficult, but it was something that that we did as a collective whole. Those are the two of the things that come to mind quickest, is it, really being a voice for those who who need to be heard in Hartford when you look at it.
0: Thank you for that. And I hear the passion, really, really passionate. appreciate that because you're right. Regardless of what, uh, again, what side of the aisle you're on, people want things done. And um, if I could ask, now, I got to thank you for joining us today, but we have a, a softball question. Let's talk about Cromwell. What is one of the favorite things uh, you love about Cromwell? Yeah, that is
1: the easiest question I've gotten in a very long time. I <laughs> must yeah. well, yeah. tell you that. Um, it's the people. Yeah. It is the people. We have an amazing community. You know, whether it's our holiday on Main Street, whether it's coming together because of, you know, uh, to put together, a uh, you know, uh, a celebration for whether it's a, a birthday or recognizing one of our veterans, whether it's to help a family in need, a, a group that comes together to spearhead a project. We have amazing people. We have hardworking working Honest, open-minded, engaged residents in town. So, hands down,
0: it's the people. Mm-hmm. Thank you, and thank you for joining us today, Representative Carpino. Again, this under these primitive circumstances, the you know the audio capture and all that, we really appreciate it. But this was a really great interview, and we really, really enjoyed it. And hopefully, when we get back to normal, whatever the new normal is, we can perhaps do this again in person.
1: That would be great. Thank you for having me, and and thanks to your listeners for hanging in there with us.
0: Thank you, and take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, James, that was a really good interview with Christy Carpino, and I really appreciate what she has to say about bipartisanship. Yeah, I think that's really important nowadays. There's so much that uh, unites us and we need to focus on that and you know, right now the goal for all of us should be is getting our community back on its feet, working together to support our small businesses and you know, helping our neighbors uh, out right now, especially those who are senior or who
1: can't go out or have disabilities, just to make sure that everyone's okay. Um, and I really think that that rang through
0: her uh, interview. I really enjoyed listening to your questions and listening to her answers today. Well, we appreciate her joining us. And for both myself, James Nealand. And James Demetriatus. We want to say, Cromwell, stay safe, stay strong. And James, we will get through this together. together. Thank you.